0: In my business, there is only one place, and that's to be a winner. Wash your hands, wash your butt, man. That's it. Well, I felt like Spongebob for a minute, right? They said, hey, Dad, let's make a TikTok. You know, there's times where you make plays that are special. And there's some times where you're like, that's pretty fucking good. Up. it's Mercedes Lewis here, aka big dog. Big, dog, big, dog, big dog. And you listen to the Poor Man's Packers podcast, go pack go! Good night, man. I'm
1: so excited. Let's roll! Let's roll! Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer Zavarnos, joined as always with the of Custom Kyle. Hello
2: and hello, football fans and fans of the Green Bay Packers. It is a great time to be both of those things
1: yeah just nine know, and three think think back two weeks ago when we were kind of pissed off with indy i wasn't i wasn't too pissed off but i mean my god with with everything. it was
2: more it was just pissed off at like one person i think we all know who that person is but
1: well that that's true but it's just like you know oh my god are we getting back into this negative mindset for right. Packers? but my god sunday like I just, I just fucking love football. Yeah. I love football. Yes. That's all I can say. With everything else going on right now, I don't think anyone's had that great mm-hmm. of a year. I, I don't know if you know this, but you know the coronavirus and all this other shit going on now.
2: Football makes everything okay.
1: When Aaron Jones, you know that last play. We don't want to get into it too much, but legitimately, I, I figured it out. I figured it out. So mm. you know how, and you've watched games with me before. Sometimes I just laugh at yeah. plays. That play, I, I realize what it is. <laughs> I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because I am so fucking happy. <laughs> my body doesn't know it's what to do. It's just like reacting. It's like we have to laugh. This is this is just oh, you know, that's good. Euphoric. That's a great way to put it. It's amazing. Euphoric. I mm. love football. uh just one, one of my favorite plays of all time. Like Absolutely. top five play watch of football. But yeah, I think we'll get into the game. If you guys have forgot, the Packers won thirty to sixteen against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are not a very good football no. team. I think that got proved. I mean, it was announced today that they're making a the switch at quarterback. Rightfully so.
2: Yep. Came in, provided a spark.
1: Yeah, well, we'll sp- get we'll get into it more. It, it was like we went up against bad Tim Tebow and good Tim Tebow in one game. <laughs> that's pretty es- good. That's essentially what it was. But yeah, we won the game. We'll break down the offense and defense. We'll start off with the pick six, the six plays that shaped the game. After that, we'll have our zoomed in. We'll look at uh, what Zedarius Smith had to say after the game and how Ooh. it kind of relates to the way Matt LaFleur has kind of shaped his team and, you know, how everyone's communicating, all that fun stuff. Mm. We'll have Is Colin Idiots Idiot? Some Packers trivia. And, of course, we will have a preview of the Lions game. But first, pick six. Yes! Pick six!
0: Pick six! Pick six! Yes.
1: All right,
2: so pick six. The six plays that really shaped the game. Wow, yeah. Number one. Um... Two minutes left in the first. Eagles are already up 3-0. They kind of chipped right down the field on their first drive.
1: And it was a. And the Packers came back. And I think it was the fir- the worst first miserable. Series where it was of, t- of
2: twenty twenty so far, I would say for sure. The pitch to Aaron Jones, which was fumbled, the sack. sack
1: of Rodgers, and then the quintessential the third very, down running back screen. Very now.
2: predictable screen. Yep. yep. So then next Eagles possession. Uh, it was third and eleven after a. Very welcoming Rashawn Gary sack. Mm -hmm. Oh, buddy. He's turning a corner. Uh, Pocket collapses once again, led by, once again, Rashawn Gary and another up-and-comer, Kingsley Kiki. And Eagles have to punt, and they were in field goal range on that drive. And then the two straight sacks completely eliminated that, and still 3-0.
1: It was nice to have a good part of the 2019 defense come back. Mm. I mean, once was under pressure for his entire half that he was allowed to play for the <laughs> Eagles. But it was and everyone's been saying it's it was the twenty nineteen draft class game. Yes. Essentially for the defense. Savage had the pick late. You know, we'll probably we'll get Made into fair. that. But Kingsley Kiki and Rashawn Gary coming on at the same time. I mean that the first quarter it was like the Kingsley Kiki and Rashawn Gary show where they were just mm. causing havoc for Wentz. Yep, as soon as he started playing the game. And don't discredit the other side of the ball of the 2019 class either. Elton Jenkins stepping in
2: at center. Oh yeah, no drop off whatsoever. So yeah, very, very good.
1: True. Uh, yeah. So then after that, you know, three nothing. Next pick six play it's still three nothing. Eight thirty left in the second quarter. You know, the first quarter it felt like, oh, is this gonna be one of those shit? Zoomed game- by. Is it gonna yes, the entire game zoomed by, but is, it was like, is this gonna be like the Jigs game where we let this Just team Grind it out, yeah. But yeah, eight thirty left in the second, fourth and goal uh from the yard line. And you know, the previous play was quick, quick, quick snap, snap toss. And then before that we almost scored with Devontae two on the line. Yep. But just a beautiful, you know, Rogers takes a snap, lobs it up to Devontae, and he just legitimately levitates in the air for <laughs> what felt like a full five seconds. Came down with the ball. Oh, here we go. Yeah.
2: More hang time than a J.K. Scott punt. <laughs>
1: <Ugh>. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> pretty I, good. Yeah, I guess, but that's not saying much. I don't know how much. Yeah, true. <laughs> t- <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was like the Madden glitch where he catches the ball and just kind of floats. It's floating, up. yeah. It Levitating. Was, One of those where on the goal line, we've gotten on the floor in these short yard situations in the past this year and last year. And, you know, if that pass wasn't complete, we'd be like, why are we throwing, you know, a fade, kind of a more low percentage type play on Mm -hmm. the goal line? But when it's Devontae Adams, you really can't. Exactly.
2: When When you're taking, you're putting the ball in your best player's hand and trying to get it to your second best player's hands definitely I'm okay with that 11 times out of 10.
1: Yes. Can't, can't complain. And then after that, yeah, everyone was happy. The score was seven to three.
2: And and yeah, speaking of that, Jake's game it was actually kind of similar to the touchdown he had in that game. I can't remember if like the play call was similar, but it was where he threw, he throws it super high up where really only Devante can get it. And yeah, sure enough came down with it and he made it look routine.
1: Yeah. Can't, can't complain too much. And yeah, that's what we have for the for the first half at least.
2: Yep, the and then plays. third play of the game. Yep, we're in the second half now. Um, Packers are on their own one-yard line. Yeah. Okay, yep. Oh, what happens on this now, play, Now Kyle? it's coming. It's we, we we say it every week. I mean, we say it literally every week that this is one of the most ridiculous throws in Rodgers' career. Yep. He It was play action on their own one, drops back at the... He's, he's he's feet away from the end zone to cause the safety, which he would never do. That he just has too much awareness. Never flicks it with his wrist, and between three converging defenders, just fits it into the hole. And Devonte somehow makes that catch. Absolute laser focus, and it kind of it, it it's funny that that play happened against the Eagles because like it's either that play or the play in twenty sixteen to Devonte that it's their best play as a duo. That mm. touchdown um it was the it was the start of the, it was the run the table year. Mm-hmm. Like I was thinking like what what is the better play? That play or the one that was the touchdown in 16. Just crazy that both of them happened against the Eagles but that play was I I I'm rambling because I don't have any I don't have any appropriate words to put together to how absurd that was.
1: Yeah, it was one of those. I th- I think fans, at least myself, I I'm just you know assuming everyone thinks like me. I'm sure everyone does. Mm-hmm. You get on the one yard line, it's like okay, this sucks, but also. What if we get a ninety-nine yard touchdown? Yeah, and that, that <laughs> thought creeps into everyone's mind. And you see it and it's like, okay, Rogers is dropping back. Oh, Rogers is going is is this gonna be was I right? And then it's like, oh, he just you oh, know fuck. It was just, you know, a 40 yard pickup or whatever. Okay, fine. Into a work. bucket. I mean And well, Rogers said today that he said it, you know, you said it's one of his best throws, and he have he referenced it today on McAfee. He's like a lot of people are probably saying that was one of my best throws. He's like, it was it was not. As soon as I it left my hand, I said, Oh shit. Which I mean it there was and there was so many plays in this game where it's like, how did Devonte get it? We'll talk about it later with Devonte, but yeah, great play. I enjoyed it, and we just kept the kept the ball rolling after that. The the score was three to fourteen at the time, and I believe we ended that drive with a score as well. Mm-hmm. So moving on, the next play, eight minutes left in the fourth, and now we're starting to get into the oh shit territory of the game. Uh it is three to twenty three. It is a fourth and eighteen. Twenty three to three. Yeah, yeah, okay. Jalen Hurts is now in at quarterback. Drops back, lobs it up to Greg Ward for a 32-yard touchdown. It was Jair Alexander and Darnell Savage in coverage, but this is when you know they started creeping back. If we if we stop them there, the game's over. Yep. But then you know, right there, it's like, okay, maybe this isn't that good. And it's one of those two. It's we can't get too pissed at Pettin because we had you know our two studs in the secondary in coverage there and they still were able to convert that touchdown
2: yeah it's the age-old Packers third and fourth and long it's just it's feels like the same old story excuse me every year and um yeah that was very frustrating and we got gifted the play before uh with the OPI to actually have it be a fourth and 18 it's almost actually that's not even a gift it was almost like okay now they're for fourth and 18 now they're for sure gonna pick up the fourth down but if it was like fourth and eight, I actually would have felt a lot better.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's going to happen, it hap. you know, at least it's a shitty Eagles team that we ended up beating, but True. You know, a fourth and long situation against against the Eagles. Weird that the Packers weren't able to deliver on defense. Yep. So, yep. The Eagles and
2: Jalen hurts cut it to a two possession game and ensuing Packers possession. Uh, nothing. Pa- they did. Nothing yeah. The next it was, possession. it was a, it was a quick three and out and a quick punt and, uh, there have been four return touchdowns for punts this year uh, across across the National Football League. Four punts returned for touchdowns this year. Four, yeah. Four. One, two, three, four. Very good, yeah. Punts returned for touchdowns in the National Football League. And 50% of them, the Packers are responsible for. And that's what happened here. Um, that's two of them, right?
1: Yeah. One, yeah. Two, two divided
2: okay. by, yeah, two yep. is half of four. Half of 100 is 50 50%. So then. Absolutely inexcusable, embarrassing effort from J.K. Scott. Yes, okay, I know you're going to get on the coverage team and blah blah blah. But I mean, you're a professional. You are a grown. Ah, I I feel like such a douche saying this because, like, if I was in that position, I'd look like I'd probably look even worse. But like, you look kind of like J.K. <laughs> Scott. You have the same kind of build.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and.
2: Like, he wasn't responsible. Like, it was different than the Jags game because he was, he was dead open field, yes. whereas, like, he, he would have needed to wrap up to make the tackle. But all he had to do here was just, like, lower a shoulder, just get a little mean streak in, and push him out of bounds. That's it. Push him out of bounds. Just slow him down. And our defense has been relatively good in the red zone for the year probably would have held him to three or at least you know to a fourth down attempt yeah but yeah just not it was like he, he just kind of like slapped him and it was just embarrassing to see and
1: yeah and it's it's been such a I feel bad for Sean Menanga because every time they bring shit up like this he's got a great answer but it's like the punt I, I don't know how bad the punt was it was one of those watching it where it's like huh he that was up there for a, for a while The coverage team didn't get down there. It's right in the middle of the field. This might not be good. Mm -hmm. The coverage, yeah, the coverage was terrible. But yeah, I mean, I agree. The J.K. Scott, like you, in these last two scenarios, he's right running right along the sideline. Like you said, just give him a bump. But you watch it too, and you know you knew what J.K. was thinking because as soon as uh, Rager gets past him, you see J.K. hang his head for like a full second he's he's running upright and then he just hangs his head because he's like fuck i did it again i <laughs> fucked it up again
2: yep like i always wonder what goes to their minds and i i imagine it's just like man i'm gonna get roasted in the film room this week and i imagine yeah those were the the types of thoughts because <sighs> that's just brutal man i it, mean he's 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 you're at such an advantage because he is borderline tiptoeing on the on the sideline already so right. all you
3: gotta do is just give him a nudge give him a nudge
1: i know knock him off balance and that's the thing too you go back to you know the two 2010 uh nfc championship game with aaron Rodgers when he threw the pick i think it was a pick not a fumble and all he did was slow down brian urlacher enough that's, and all that's, that's needed that's all we need. i know you know i think rager might be a little faster than brian urlacher eh. but <laughs> i'll stick by it just slow him down a little yep. bit that's all you gotta do yep And I don't know. We could go in on special teams. And we will. Well, yeah. But yeah, that made it 16 to 23. And then everyone, you know, got a little little worried there. There Got a little puckered. There was two minutes of purgatory for where it's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, It's happening again. But then, Kyle, absolute (sighs) bliss. It happened. Absolute bliss. It happened. As we said, 16 to 23, 2.51 left in the game. Packers are facing a daunting uh, second and seven. They run it up the middle. You go, oh, Oh, okay. He broke out. Oh, it's a first down, and he just keeps going. It's like how far is Aaron Jones gonna go? And he keeps running. Mm. And MBS runs. You know, he kind of slows down a bit. MBS cruises past him. You got David Bakhtiari bringing up one of the cabooses for mm. this play. Aaron Rodgers is a second caboose. Aaron Jones, I think about four guys tapped his ankles. That's the thing. It's like <laughs> the, you can't get anything else when he's at full speed, but his ankles eventually just weaves left and right and falls into the end zone. Absolute bliss. The game is over. The dagger is in. I just I was screaming, I was laughing. It was a beautiful play. One of my favorite plays watching the Packers ever. One
2: yeah, and one of just one of the best team plays ever because there was just so many like every position group was involved. The yeah. running back, the wide receiver was throwing a block down the field. David Bakhtiari was oh. Hauling ass. Hauling ass. There we go. I was. I was. Wonder, I was looking for an H word that was like, yeah. Hauling ass works. Um, <laughs> And then the fucking the thirty five million dollar man Rogers was out there trying to throw a block as well. It was, hey, he did enough. Watch it. Well he watched post
1: game Rogers was kinda of talking himself up. He was like, Yeah, and I don't wanna, you know, I don't wanna talk myself up too much. But I was, you know, I, I boxed someone out a little bit. And then today on Mac, if he was like, I looked at the tape, I did not do anything. On <laughs> Which David Bonchari too, we're all talking about, everyone has been. Just, you know, a gigantic human being running down the field. He did next to nothing as well. He just, he was a great cheerleader. He was, he was just happy to guy. be there. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't but touch anyone. Just
2: one of the greatest team plays because there were so many people involved. And then it's been, it's, it's been a popular storyline with the whole Gold Zone thing. Everyone being there to celebrate and knowing like that ice the game, the game's over and they're just, you know, jubilation. It was, yeah, it was a very, very fun play.
1: Yeah. I, it just, I, Jubilation—that's the best way to put it. Mm. Absolute happiness, and yeah, I and NBS too. We talked about it there too. For once again, a second game with no target, with no catches, I should say. But at least he did that. You know, yep. at least he gave us that happiness, and it wasn't you know a tackle at the three yard line. Very reminiscent of the Niners. Donald Driver played too. I think any long game like.
2: Game and then like that. another thing about that play too is I always wonder why this doesn't happen more in NFL games when someone's breaking away like that. The way Jones just stops on a dime on the sideline. And then the the defender just goes whoop right by him. Like, I don't know why that doesn't happen more. I feel like that is the, the success rate on that is gotta be 85% plus like yeah. it, he just stopped on a dime and created himself 20 more yards and, and a touchdown. So very true. Great very play. True.
1: But yeah, after that, I mean, that was it. That was the score 30 to 16 Packers. One will roll right into the offense hey what do you know aaron Rodgers is still playing at an mvp caliber level 25 uh for 34 295 yards he had the three touchdowns he also had a couple of rushes as well i don't I think need, he had too
2: much i need to start bringing a thesaurus oh and just figuring out ways to praise him better yeah and more effective
1: what can we say besides good or great fantastic or <laughs> yeah.
2: otherworldly or greatest of all time like yeah, he's I mean, just so good. I'm so glad that the conversation of most talented player of all time is like back at the forefront of the, the talk of Aaron Rodgers because, I mean, it's, it's so true. Once again. And I mean, no one throws the ball better ever.
1: Yeah, we've said it before too, and I think it's one of the reasons why, I mean, I remember like two years ago talking about this with you, but it's, you know, the Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers thing. And my biggest thing is if Tom Brady did not exist, I know that's a big thing, but if Tom Brady did mm-hmm. not exist, no one would have these types of thoughts about Aaron Rodgers underperforming or not being the best one ever, just because our whole opinion has been skewed by Brian Bill Belichick and yep. Tom Brady. Because you look at Peyton Manning, he had two, cool. Marino had none all right and then as long as you get if rogers gets two i don't think there's much of an argument but that's that's an argument for years in much the future.
2: much farther down the road day
1: but, but there were so many plays in this game too like you know the Tunyon touchdown where he slips out of a you know an ankle type sack yep lobs it up touchdown another one where he's just evading the rush he makes everything look so pretty
2: and it's, yeah the one i think is that the, the one you're referring to where he was got we got tackled. It was like a second and long. Mm-hmm. It was second and fourteen and he got out of the pocket, got tackled, still got the throw off and managed to get it to a third and, and very manageable six. I mean I I don't think they converted, but you know, third and six is vastly different than third and fourteen, and that's yep. the type of shit that You know, might go under the radar type of stuff that he's responsible for that's just, that can flip a game on its head.
1: It's the nickel and diming, which we didn't see too much last year. You know, it seemed like he was always looking for the shot play, and now it's like he's taking what's there, which is what we've always been asking for. And
2: he, and he's, this was a a thing in in the, uh, actually, like almost the beginning of the Matt LaFleur era of, oh, are these guys going to get along, blah, blah, blah. And then a big thing was, oh, I've never really liked play action, turning my back to whatever. I never really liked motion and blah, blah, blah. And now you look at his postgame presser this past Sunday, he was just like, oh, and that's credit to, you know, all the motioning because, you know, we're throwing guys off. And it's it's just a completely new player who's really just bought in and you can see that it's MVP type year
1: yeah it's it's beautiful and you know the packers are still leading the league in points uh and points per game i believe it's right around 31 points per game just
2: 71 in the past two weeks (laughs) pretty good
1: pretty good and just for comparison so yeah 31 points per game maybe a little over that i think i can't remember off the top of my head right now but back in 2011 you know that year we were averaging 35 points per game so it's you know we're pretty close to that and i think that's still like the third highest scoring offense of all time so pretty good pretty good numbers there um No complaints. You know, going into halftime, Rodgers had more touchdowns than incompletions. (laughs) That's the type of shit you want to say. Yep. But, and, you know, we're glowing about Rodgers there. But once again, this was a Devontae Adams game. Devontae, 10 receptions, 121 yards, two touchdowns. He only had the two incompletions. It was the one slant on the goal line. And then that other, um, the near touchdown at the corner of the end zone going right to left. Yep. And, I mean, he knocked two guys out of the game, too. Darius Slay got hurt, and then Maddox got hurt in coverage. He absolutely
2: bullied Darius Slay all day. Breaking
1: ankles, breaking shoulders, breaking bodies, breaking souls is what Devontae Adams does. Wow. I mean, I don't know what else you can say at this point. It's just ridiculous. He had a little bit of everything. I mean, he had, you know... The floating one at the goal line, he you know where he literally went to the matrix, the deep bomb in the end zone where he somehow keeps his you know is able to catch that ball, the James Jones esque one which we talked about on on the first down there at the goal line, it's just mm. anything you want to do he does the the four hundredth touchdown for Aaron Rodgers which we missed obviously just Aaron ridiculous. Rodgers his four hundredth career touchdown, but on that play too it's like. You know, he can beat you with the finesse or he can run right through Just,
2: you. Yeah, run right through you. And we've been kind of flirting with this idea the past few weeks because of the production 17 has had where it's like, okay, he needs to be in the conversation for best wide receiver in the game. And then when that first touchdown happened, I was like – Okay, I think he's the best wide receiver in the game officially now. And then when the second touchdown happened, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Yep, he is the best wide receiver in the entire world. Nobody plays a wide receiver position better than Devonte Adams, and that's just the truth now. Like that is, that's not even a hot take anymore. That's just the truth."
1: And that it's one of those you look at the stat line of ten receptions, hundred twenty-one yards, two touchdowns, and this doesn't seem like the limit for him. You know, it, <laughs> yeah. it, like I'm looking at this and I'm like. This is like a seventy percent Devonte Adams <laughs> yeah. game. Like he could it's not even at
2: his full power yet.
1: Yeah, he could do so much more. And you know, this stat's been thrown around. To Devonte Adams, joined uh, Hall of Famers Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Marvin Harrison, and Jerry Rice as the only players in the Super Bowl era with one thousand plus receiving yards and twelve plus receiving touchdowns in their first ten games of the season. Pretty, pretty, pretty good company That's to be. Pretty,
2: around. yeah. That's decent
1: i also like this too this will be a good transition here nagler tweeted this out uh that Devontae adams said it i don't like pis i like catching the ball oh man hint hint mbs hey eh, i'm gonna yeah, i'm gonna keep doing that but yeah moving on alan lazard other receivers he had three receptions 50 yards the longa 31 all this dude does is catch first downs he had the one drop which wasn't good but i just love him yeah. i just love him
2: and the, yeah again credit to rogers <laughs> I'll always find a way, but that, yeah, that his 31 yard is long. Um, It's just a beautiful deep ball and right in the bucket. I think it was maybe one of those hole shots where it's between the safety and corner, but yeah, a great game from Lazard. And I think he's kind of slowly ramping up and then he'll be, you know, we'll be seeing those five catches, 73 yard games, I think starting this week against the Lions.
1: Yeah, and that's what we, we want, the reliability. We want Devonte, yep. Alan Lazard, Tunyon, and whoever we can fit at the third receiver position. Uh, moving on with that, I mean, pick your poison. We got MBS, Malik Taylor, and EQ. MBS, like we said, no receptions. The one terrible drop, the one run for negative one yards, but he did have that big block on Aaron Jones' run. I don't know. I'm hoping it doesn't turn into like the Niners' NFC Championship game where he had one snap. Which is hard to think about Damn, right now. I,
2: I, that is, I totally forgot about that one snap. That is weird.
1: But he's kind of trailing off a little bit. I guess we'll see. You know, every game we don't know what's going to happen. Like I said last week, we only had you know one reception I think by the running backs, and this week we had a lot more players being involved on offense uh
2: moving on well the, i think that's the beauty of mvs is like yeah the, rogers obviously loves him LaFleur obviously loves him because what he provides in the run game as a blocker and it's actually quite amazing how good of a blocker he is with his with his build and his frame so that's i what think what I said last week I, and like I, skinny yeah, I, arms i don't think he'll I don't think he's he's gonna see his snap numbers dwindle because it, it, it seems as though he he knows the importance right. of his ability as a blocker and so he's gonna keep grinding at that. And that's the beauty of MVS is like I mean you look at the uh uh the Colt no. Yeah, the Jags game. Like games like that, mm-hmm. he's he's that can happen at any given moment, I yep. feel like. You know, four catches, one hundred and fifty yards and I just think if teams fall asleep on him, that's when he he'll come alive.
1: And that's exactly what he is. He's you know he's bait. He's a decoy a mm. lot of the time more than anything else. And you got the with his
2: speed, you need to be honest and and still respect that. Very very true.
1: Uh, the next two receivers, Malik Taylor and EQ. Malik had the one reception for fourteen yards. EQ had the one for seven. EQ had the bad drop. He, You know, on his catch, of course, he had to try to jump over a guy, mm. too. At least he ran straight, though. Yeah, yeah, he did. Not on the one that he dropped, but yeah. And then <laughs> Mal- Malik Taylor, once again, had a reception. He didn't have any snaps. I think he only had the five. But it's getting to that point again, and I mentioned it like a month ago, where it's like, I'd like to see Malik Taylor more than EQ at times. I know EQ has such a much higher ceiling. MBS is as well than Malik. But it's reliability, especially come playoff time. I want the guy who's going to catch the ball. I want the guy who's going to run upfield, and Malik... Be it we haven't seen much from him. He hasn't show. he hasn't given me any doubt that he can't do that at least on Sundays. Yeah,
2: it's kind of it's kinda of wild how we've gotten to this point. It's not like that we're like, you know, swimming in wide receiver talent, but for there to be an actual, you know, wide receiver four discussion is is kind of a fun development, I think. That's true. Where it's like if you want Malik or if you want EQ and you know, I, I would be fine with either being the wide receiver four, but um yeah, I I I'm falling i'm really starting
1: to like our wide receiver room more and more yeah and this this uh this is a good transition into the tight ends you look at last year we were looking at something outside of Devonte adams you know lazard ended up being yep. that guy later on but it was moving away from geronimo and uh jimmy oh, graham who were goodness. just terrible robert Tunyon, four receptions 39 oh, yards the touchdown still i mean he i believe you know he's up there for touchdown catches in the nfl he's with eight be. now i mean it's Ho hum, reliable tight end. Looking at uh, big dog, he had the one catch for 36 yards, and Jay Sternberger got the concussion. He got kicked pretty early on in the head, so hopefully he'll bounce back. But yeah, it didn't. I,
2: I thought I saw it too that it was weird. Like he got up weird, and then it looked like he was like woozy. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh man, he's done. And yeah, you hate you hate to see those, and especially like the brain injuries. Yeah, never fun, and especially. He dealt with that his rookie year. I mean, he missed the first half of his rookie year because of that. And, yeah, it's was never it, fun to see.
1: But Was it a concussion?
2: Yeah. I'm maybe. pretty sure.
1: I think at one point he got concussed. Yeah. at training camp. Yeah. Anyways,
2: on a brighter note, Robert Tunyon, I mean, <laughs> that guy's a pro bowler. Like, he's actually he's he this year i'm this year alone he's playing as a top five tight end
1: yeah and i you love to see it when we haven't had one for the longest time we've said that too many times this year and even god and i've talked to you about this before the guy on the packer net podcast ryan schlip i think his name is he's been he's been bitching about tony all year it's like because hmm. he always looks at the What's pro fo- bitch about because he has he doesn't have the best like pro football focus grades and a lot of his touchdowns have been like wide open you know, so that's the argument against him. But it's like, dude, look at the tight end landscape in the NFL. How many, like, great tight ends are right. there. There's, like, Kelsey and Waller and Kittle,
2: Kittle who's dead right now. It's Ertz, like, who was kind of, I mean, where was he on Sunday, you Exactly.
1: Know? So what are we doing complaining about a guy who's looking like he's going to be a pro?
2: That baller? is a very weird sort of stance to make when, especially when you could like, if this was, like, you know, a quarterback or something... Like, but it's like the, the state of the tight end that the Packers have been in, it's a very weird, weird stance to take, but yeah. he is, he is a, a very, and Rogers sings praises for him every Sunday. And he talks about his, his intelligence and his, his ability to like, just feel timing on routes and timing on plays. And that's everything in the NFL because game of inches. And, oh, I'm excited to see his, his future and to watch him get better.
1: I'm starting to wonder how much he's going to cost. I don't think I, I don't know how much longer we have him under contract. Because this is his third
2: year, so he's got to be. It's got to be I close. Mean, next, next year, year is next probably year. his last year on the deal, know. I would imagine. But yeah, that'll yep. be interesting.
1: TBD. Um, but yeah, moving on. God, we still got a lot to cover. Aaron Jones, 15 carries, 130 yards, an average of 8.7, with you know that long 77 yard touchdown.
2: That'll help the averages for sure.
1: Yeah, good game overall, especially against you know Fletcher Cox. Pretty pretty solid. Yeah. And yep.
2: the Philly Rundy has always has always been even as banged up as they are or they have been, they always give teams fits.
1: Well it's a Jim Schwartz yep. coach defense. You know, he's a fucking asshole. And they're <laughs> they're a bunch of assholes on defense. Every time we play the play the Eagles, we get a bunch of guys banked up, and we'll talk about that later. Yep. They're just fucking. I it hate was fucking, the
2: same when he was on the Lions. Yeah,
1: I hate the Eagles. Uh, Jamal Williams five, uh, five runs for twenty six total yards, an average of five point two. Two receptions for ten, and he had that fun run and up a the middle. Great
2: first down celebration. A seamless transition from tackle to tackle to shimmy. If, so good.
1: If you have, if you have to pick one play to define Jamal Williams, it's that running that over it. a dude, spinning, running up the middle between the tackles.
2: Create contact, don't go down easily, and then once you do go down, make it look sweet.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Make it look swaggy. Mm. Uh, mm. Moving on to uh, so Sternberger obviously went down. The guy who replaced him was Dominique Daphne, number 49, if you caught him back there. He took that H-back role. Interesting guy. I, he hasn't been on the squad too much. He's a rookie from Indiana State. I thought this was a neat little fun fact. In the last four games, he had 439 rushing yards from the Wildcat. At Indiana State? Yeah. So holy
2: shit. Four hundred and thirty wow. Yeah. So
1: with you know Vitaly. Yeah, Vitali being on the Patriots and the COVID list or whatever he didn't play this year and uh John Lovett who got hurt. Mm. Maybe he's gonna be the fullback, maybe not. We'll we'll see going forward. Man, Uh, I just I would uh, I would love to know
2: where Josiah would be at this point right now. Man.
1: Yeah, I know. Well at least we have you know, at least we have Tunyon. If mm-hmm. nothing else, uh, looking at the offensive line, two sacks, really only one. One of them was the Rogers one where he was close to the line. Um, no, no,
2: wait, I thought it was only one. No, and it was because of that. It was. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sacks. The first drive. Lucas, Pat- right.
1: Lucas Patrick gave up the sack on the second play of the game. And a little surprising, uh, Runyon did not start. Instead, we went with uh, Billy Turner at guard and Rick Wagner on the right side. Lucas Patrick went out to the left guard. Pretty interesting. You know, we've this was the se- sixth um Different offensive line we've started out for the Packers this year, which back in the Mike McCarthy days, and it's funny because uh, Bill Huber, I believe, said the same thing. Is He's like, I think I just have Mike McCarthy brain because he <laughs> did say a lot of the time, you know, you want to keep that same five out there. And shit, we've been really, really good this year with a revolving door of different guys on the offensive line. And I think, um, yeah, who, who was it? Uh, the guy everyone hates. Yeah. Um, Mark Daniels, who had the stupid NBS question a couple of weeks ago, he actually mm. brought up a good point in the presser where he said, where he asked Matt, "Hey, is part of not having running out there is just depending on the team you're playing?" And Lafleur kind of said, "Yeah, you know, he'd rather have Rick Wagner, a bigger, kind of bulky run blocking guy at right tackle, move Billy inside instead of having a rookie out there because Billy Turner had a really good game last year, apparently against Fletcher Cox. So mm. maybe even going forward, maybe they will mix it up next week. We'll have to see, depending on you know what they what they see out there, but." No complaints. Can't say anything else. I mean, shit. We're the highest scoring offense in the NFL right now. Mm. Anything? Anything, Kyle? That's it.
2: No, it was just kind of funny that Rodgers was really kicking himself
1: on the uh, the other sack that they got in the post game presser. It was kind of funny. I didn't. Wa- I didn't even want to talk about that too. But yeah, wa- watching it again, he he, because he called it a uh, Elvis, Elvis sack, an, an Elvis sack. You watched the replay. He was a full yard behind the line of scrimmage like it was a sack but yeah at the time he
2: thought he got back to line and you said
1: he was but hey he's just he's just a funny guy he won't admit it but he was wrong Mm, i won't admit that fair but will you admit this kyle here comes a great commercial Mm, i won't either okay fine
2: Are your sales leads still bad and trash? It's me again, B2B Data Guy. My leads are the cream of the crop.
1: These leads bring hope and promise to struggling businesses. If you are a business in need of
3: hope, these leads can make everything feel normal again. I wish I felt normal again. The ROI on these leads is unmatched. Just ask anyone. I mean anyone.
1: My leads are hot, new, and come in daily. Just like the numerous beautiful women in my life. Contact me today, immediately, now. You deserve these leads. Contact me now, leads. Visit B2BDataGuide.com today. All right, and we are back with the defense. Once again, overall, a pretty good game. It's got You got to look at it kind of like the uh, Colts game or, or Jags game a couple of weeks ago uh, that had the punt return. Once again, the Packers only gave up 10 yards, technically, on the defensive side. Ten yards, huh? Ten points. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, don't get on me for. <laughs> but yeah, Hurts uh, and Wentz both started the game. I mean, they were, or played in the game. Neither were very good. Like I said, it was kind of a good Tebow, bad Tebow type deal. Uh, Sam or uh, Sam Sanders. Sanders.
2: Miles Sanders.
1: God, I can't read my own handwriting. He's been having a pretty good year, but he did not play very well against us. I mean, he had he looked ten... Good. He looked good
2: in the first couple drives, but then yeah, they. Mike, Mike, attaboy Mike. He kind of figured
1: it out and uh, held him. Yeah, a couple good spin moves, good spinner. Uh, mm. He had 10 rushes for 31 yards, so only a 3.1. You know, did that math really quick. Pretty good. But yeah, and the defense too. I mean, the Eagles only had 278 yards. Not a lot Not a lot of complaints. And once again, we've everyone's bitched about Travis Fulgham. He had two targets and no catches. He had a pretty bad drop too, if I remember yeah, correctly.
2: Yeah, and yeah, he came crashing back down to earth after that cute height at uh that was
1: it's very cute
2: cute cute hype at uh, a little like midpoint of the year but yeah now he's just uh just a guy again which is feels good
1: yeah yeah (laughs) kind of mean but yeah 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 yeah, true uh Looking, Starting where we always do. Cornerback, Jerry Alexander. Wow, he's a really good player. He's looking like an <laughs> all-pro maybe now. Uh, still doesn't have as many picks as I would like. That's about the only negative thing you could say about him. He did let up the touchdown. Hey,
2: you need to be thrown at to intercept the ball.
1: That's true. And speaking of that, he did have that near pick six on Wentz, I think, in the second mm. quarter. And immediately after and he he let up, Wentz know about it to not do that don't, again. Don't do that again. That was pretty good. And once it, he had a couple tackles, too, I think, uh there was a one handoff late to to Sanders where he just wraps him up at the line something you don't see from the cornerback position mm-hmm. too often but god i just i just love watching it's nice to finally have at least you know Uh, Not Charles Woodson, but one at least premier corner. Who
2: you just like, if he's on an island out there, you're a okay with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Kevin King had a solid game, solid enough. I did. We talked a little bit there about the offensive pass interference during the pick six from Alshon Jeffrey. I did love seeing Alshon legitimately just laughing. Like you could tell, he has checked out this season. (laughs) He got the offensive pass interference and was just laughing about the call after Kevin King. So, he likes seeing that. Uh, Sullivan? Another thing, too, I, I think it was the first drive we might have overlooked. What a bullshit call pretty, on him. Pretty,
2: pretty weak.
1: Really, really weak.
2: The, the broadcast kind of, because that annoying purple team went to overtime, the yeah. broadcast was kind of weird. So I, I I was just tuning in as that play happened. And, yeah, it was very, very suspect call on a third down, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hate, love, hate seeing that. But yeah, King, King and Sullivan, Jeyer, you know, he didn't didn't see him too much during the game. That's what you want to see from your corners. Uh, Savage, he did fall in coverage for that 41-yard catch to Goddard. That's tough there. Didn't have the best coverage game overall. You know, he, he was in on that touchdown two on the 4th and 19, but that pick, I mean, that's... That's the shit, like, you know, it's kind of the MBS effect where, okay, there's some bad stuff, but oh, shit. You see these flashes, it's like, man, if this guy can keep doing this type of shit. I mean, he, you know, he undercut a route by like 10 yards. He just flew into Sniffed the plate. Snipped it out,
2: yeah. He read Jalen Hurts' eyes the whole time, and yeah, and <laughs> I know we've said this before, um, but... That is a play that ah oh, Clinton Dix. <laughs> Never. It's oh, probably my. it probably didn't even make in peewee football.
1: Haha is running to the sideline like that entire t- time, just like sidestepping trying to cover the flat. Not no no type of ball So like
2: it appears that yeah, number twenty six is uh <laughs> is really coming alive. Better once again. What's so funny?
1: Still better than haha. Still better than haha. That's all I was.
2: I just fun. want you I just I haven't forgotten your your savage takes, that's all.
1: Yeah, th- I had I was in a dark spot that week. Okay, okay. I think we uh, all it
2: was multiple weeks. Eh, it was well, multiple weeks. There was a bad week.
1: There was an okay week. Then there was a really bad week. Okay, <laughs> but now uh, it's it's all been daisies. Absolutely. Uh, Adrian Amos, old reliable, really safe to position. He, you know, there was a couple of videos on Twitter too where he was the perfect kind of you know QB. Uh, why can't I think of it? QB shadow spy? spy for Wentz and uh, Hertz, who are you know pretty good runners yep. too kind of guy you want a reliable guy back there which we haven't always had at the safety position
2: i think i think it's time to put to rest how you know his contract talk and how easy it is to get out It's that's done put it to rest he's going to be on this football team next year he is too important to this defense and let's just appreciate him now and appreciate him going forward because he'll be here we'll see
1: we'll see he'll be here eh, we'll see shut up rogers has like a 38 38- Cap it next year. Three. He'll be million. here. Raven Green, good game too. Uh, oh, I mean, he's man. just so active, and he got hurt. Damn. Um, we'll talk about. yeah uh, fuck it. Let's talk about injuries right now. So, Raven Green shoulder, Sternberger concussion, Billy Win tricep, swerving Irvin IR. Um, I believe it was his foot or ankle. But yeah, Billy Win and swerving Irvin both thrown on the IR. Uh, just a couple yeah, hours Billy ago. Wynn, that's tough. I. He just has a great.
2: Interior D lineman body where it's just yeah. like, man, I would love that guy being down there plugging up the middle. And it's, he's got, he's, he's, he has a few bat downs, I think, mm-hmm. already this year, too. So yeah. he's got active hands and very many snaps. And it's, hopefully that doesn't have to be too
1: big of a loss, but it sucks. Well, it's, it's weird because it's almost like Goody knew what was going to happen because, you know, two of the guys that got hurt that we mentioned, Billy Wynn and Swervin and Irvin there. Last week we signed Anthony Rush, who I would assume is going to actually suit up next week. And mm-hmm. he's another. I, I believe Tyler Lancaster last week was saying, you know, they call him Big Ty or Big mm. Lanny. And he said when he met Rush, he was like, this is a big dude. <laughs> so Billy Wynn's a big dude, too, and he's getting replaced with a big dude. Swerving Irvin, it's been nice. His It's really sad. You know, it I like is. I like him Man. a lot, but his career might be over for the Green Bay Packers. It sounds like his IR, he won't be able to return. Billy Wynn, perhaps he will. Wait, wait he, what,
2: do you, what do you mean he can't return?
1: Well, uh, Tom Pelissero who reported said his season is likely over. Oh, man. So we'll we'll see there but hey, Damn. I guess Tavon Austin, hopefully he's kept, you know, he wasn't active last That's week. That's great timing on Ho- that. Holy hopefully smokes. he was on the sideline reading the playbook and getting ready cuz yeah. he's going to be needed going forward. And again with Raven Green, Henry Black got moved up. I was just going to say I
2: think I imagine that Raven Green is Going to the IR just because of that Henry Black roster move.
1: But it's weird that he, there hasn't been any news on him today. So that'll be something to monitor because, yeah, Hen- Henry Black... But
2: LaFleur did say that he was very yes. concerned about both, I think it was Irvin and Raven. And True. Winn, so. Yep.
1: True. So we'll have to see. It, you know, Henry Black got moved up, but Vernon Scott, too. Let's not forget about him. He mm. might be getting some some snaps, Vernon Scotch tape. But yeah, <laughs> so that's that's it for injuries. Hopping back into it, yeah. Uh, safety position, Raven Green. We were talking about. Yeah, he was active. He did give up a couple ones too, but knocked in the head, knocked in the shoulder. We'll see what happens there. Uh, looking at outside linebacker,
2: we'll mention it here. Welcome to, what, back, 2019 outside linebackers.
1: Yeah. Well, overall, there was 28 total pressures from the defense. Mm. I believe eight different players got mm, pressure. Mm, mm. Beautiful, beautiful. I guess we could have mentioned it there. Raven Green did have half a sack. He was pretty active early rushing. But yeah, let's run through the outside linebackers here. Zedarius, one and a half sacks, five pressures. Uh, Rashawn Gary, one and a half sacks, five pressures. Preston Smith, one and a half sacks, four pressures. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. And we'll talk about it later. and zoomed in. But Zedarius did talk that he, you know, talked to Petten, him, Preston and Kenny Clark when talked to Petton about keeping things simple, something that the offense, you know, they've talked about this year keeping things simple. And hey, it worked. Beat it, it was the Eagles, it worked pretty damn good.
2: Yeah, it's it's very fulfilling to see Gary start to really come alive. Um, because it's so it's such a luxury having depth at that sort of position where getting to the quarterback is one of the most important things of a defense and it just I hate to bring it up, but it just makes me think of all those short-sighted people who just hated the pick so much, and it's just—I mean, like, that was yeah. It, it's just—I—it's I, just very annoying to me, and I just love having depth at that position. When you look at you know Clay Matthews and Nick Perry were the staples, and like that was it for what felt like half a decade.
1: Exactly, and it wasn't even. Yeah, it was Perry, but for the longest time, it's like okay, Clay Matthews. And yeah, Perry Perry, Perry like, couldn't even stay on the field. Yeah, it's like Clay Matthews and who are we gonna find this year? Julius Peppers was pretty solid. Yep. Perry was solid at times, but it was kind of okay. Can we get Kyler know, Fackrell? I mean, come on. Exactly, we had a little too much Fackrell, and I'm trying to think of some of the other under exactly, not Vic, I mean, so Otto, exactly, but, you know, guys like that. Yeah, but good bounce back game overall. No, no real complaints. Looking at the defensive line, like we talked about. Well, I'll Man. leave. I'll leave with this. Okay, so Kenny Clark, not the December yet, not not quite well, yet. Didn't have a. He did have two pressures, which is good. So hey, is that two big plays? <laughs> no? no, no. Okay, no, no, fine. No.
2: I, am, I I actually it, it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me if you oh, were to take that. Shut up.
1: But yeah, Kiki, one of his best games at a, as a pro. He's got four total career sacks. Uh, they've came in two total games. He has two two sack games. Yeah, great, great game. He was actually not even the highest uh, rated defensive lineman either. Dean Lowry was the second highest rated um, pro football, f- according to Pro Football Focus, on the defensive line. He had five pressures. Which watching the game, I remember him seeking out Wentz and you know Hurts once or mm-hmm. twice, but five of them. Well,
2: on one of the, uh, he on did one sack too. On one of Gary's sacks, it, I'm pretty sure Dean was pretty much solely responsible for him getting there because he he. He penetrates so far into... Oh, wow. Let me... Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, Kyle. He he
2: pushes the guard so far back that Jalen needs to to step up into the pocket, which gives a free alley to Gary. So, yeah, Lowry was definitely responsible for a big sack there. So, it does not surprise me he was accounted for five pressures because it was that type of game for the Eagles' whole line.
1: True. And I'll finish with this. It was nice seeing this on Twitter from, you know, someone who definitely covers the Packers. Mike Daniels tweeted, "Kiki, mm. man, Mike, can you show me how you do those power rushes? Me, no doubt, bro. Unfortunately, I never got the chance, but man, he seems to be doing fine. Laws, I had six this year, and then he adds Kiki buckets all day. Gonna finish with seven this year and pass that. I'm a fan, mid round pick. So uh, there was no overlap, Kiki and Nope. Mike- no. Nope, remember, because we cut uh, Mike Daniels oh. last summer. Yeah." he's now with the Bengals,
2: Damn, because wow that actually kind of makes it
1: like wow that's that's kind of endearing and they are the same guy they're both kind of undersized for that position and they were mid you know like I'll, picks.
2: I'll always love mike daniels he was such a fun part of the packers defense and such a key piece and and to have him show respect like that like it would make more sense if you know they spent the year together and he kind of mentored him yeah. but I it, don't know, the, showing me he still has some you know Affinity is that a good word for the Packers is it's uh that's cool to see. Yeah, the, the warm and fuzzy feeling. And I was know. pissed. I was pissed when they cut Mike and I was wrong to be pissed because that you know, no disrespect, mighty ended up being the right move, but
1: it was the right move for Mike, but it was the wrong move because I believe like the next day we signed Dean Lowry, which was not oh, true, the, not very good. But yeah, you like seeing it. Mike Daniels was someone who rubbed some people the wrong way. I'm pretty sure Blake Martinez didn't like him too much, but it's nice, really. To, yeah, oh, okay, then I, then mean, I don't. Mike, Mike is someone who.
2: No, 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 no. To me, he's the classic. You love him if he's on your team, and you hate to play against him. I think he, a, he jaws a lot, and I love that shit.
1: That's true, but there were some quotes last year too. I know Blake Martinez did say some things. It's like you you switch from Mike Daniels being the leader of the defense to Zadarius Smith, and Zedaria Smith was a lot more coming together, hugs and kisses type of shit. Mm. When Mike Daniels was yell, you know, calling guys out, you know, behind closed doors and shit like that. That's what I'm talking about.
2: I don't know. Still love you, Mike.
1: I hardly know either. You know, I wasn't in the locker room.
2: And I I I, I, I would side with. Mike over Blake. No disrespect, Blake.
1: I mean, okay, that's fine, but we don't know. I mean, that. we're not
2: picking sides, but true. Gun to my head, pull the Mikey. trigger.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, with that, yeah. I mean, nothing else to talk about. Well, I guess inside linebacker Kirksey. He led the team in tackles, sixty-two snaps. Martin had the one tackle for a loss, sixteen snaps. It's like you look at these games, and Martin has a fraction of the snaps of of Kirksey, and, and he really, has just as many flashes. I plays. really like
2: your uh, your analysis of. Kamal like he's just doing stuff he's always just doing stuff it's
1: just it, it's stupid it's once again stupid fan talk but it's like hey I see him doing stuff I don't see Kirksey doing stuff uh, we'll see true I still like Kirksey and I mean he's got
2: like seven turnovers to go for my bold prediction to yeah hit, but really really good one we'll see
1: but with that yeah that's it for the defense good game overall okay Petten we'll look past it this week but now we'll have our next segment zoomed in All right, zoomed in for the week. This was right after the game. Zadarius Smith had some interesting things to say about what might have helped play a part in the defense's newfound pressure. As as a pass rush today, did it feel like you guys were just in a zone and and kind of feasting on on what you had in front of you?
0: Yes, sir. I I feel like um, we we had a chance to talk to the D coordinator. We told him, man, if he can keep it simple for us, man, we'll get out to the quarterback. Um, And he did that for us. And as you can see, man, we had a field day today. I think it was
1: eight sacks. Can you give us more about your conversation with Coach Patton and and why you thought it was important to keep things simple against these guys?
0: Uh, No, I just, you know, um, I think it came to it. You know, everybody getting a little frustrated, man. We wasn't, there wasn't nobody up front having the type of year uh, that they want. So um, we just knew, man, we we go communicate with them, man, and just keep it simple. I think it was me, KC, and uh, Preston you know the year Preston been having he been doing a lot of dropping so man as you can see man for him to go forward man he's been a a big impact for us man. Just you think he listened to what you guys had to say about attacking once you're ahead? Oh yeah most definitely I feel like anytime (laughs) anytime you uh go upstairs man and go knock on a coach's door in his office man uh, I think yeah it it changed a lot so uh we're just glad man that that coach listened to his players, man. Like I told you when I first got here, man, coaches really care about their players. And uh, when something's not working and we see it on the field, man, just the communication uh, with them to uh, help us change it, man. As you can see, man, we're getting a lot of more turnovers and a lot of more sacks.
1: So some pretty interesting stuff from Z there. Um, a little shocking, especially with the first question that Ryan Wood asked him. He was just asking, you know, how – you know, why were you guys, yeah. you know, feeling it he today? He just kind of... First thing out of Zidarius Offered was, it up, yeah. Hey, we went up in, to Petten's office. Yeah, it's just like, what? That wasn't really the... Yeah, you didn't really have to say that. And even later on, Matt LaFleur, they brought it up in the presser. And I think, you know, Matt said it was fine that they went and talked to him. But you could tell, I don't think he was too happy that Zedarius went out of his way to tell the media that there was a discussion right. between him and the... Yeah. And, uh, the defensive coordinator, which Zedarius said too, which was a little surprising. And
2: don't get it twisted. Yeah, Matt was probably irked that, yeah, he offered that up to the media because, I mean, my God, the media, as soon as they heard that, they were like a a shark in water who who tasted a drop of blood. Just like, oh, drama, drama. And then they just kept pounding at that question over and over, which, you know, that's their job. Sure. But yeah, make no mistake, yeah, Matt might have been mad he offered that up, but I think he was real genuine in the in saying that, you know, yes, we want open communication. We want players to feel comfortable yep. to come to us, but ultimately, you know, we're gonna do what we think is best. But to kind of have those lines of communication, I think is great for, like he said, a good culture, a good team and a good locker room. So
1: And it's interesting we say it we say it all the time, but looking at this year compared to six years ago, ten years ago, there's several things. It's one, there's a huge open communication thing where the offense there's been a lot of talk this week, too, about getting rid of the fluff, the extra stuff. Rodgers has said it all year, you know, simplifying everything. And it's funny where it's like the defensive guys were like, well, shit, can we can we do that, too? And yeah. then just go talk to Petten about simplifying everything. Two weeks ago, Matt LaFleur brought up, you know, maybe we should press a little bit more in these situations. It's, it's interesting to see how everyone's communicating. Everyone kind of has a voice. You look at this touchdown celebration stuff, too, where Hackett's, you know, pushing everyone to celebrate together where, once again, like I said, six, ten years ago, a lot of this stuff wasn't going on. One, Mike McCarthy, there was the hit piece after by Ty Dillon. Getting Dune. massages. Well, the, yeah, the massages, <laughs> which I think was a little overblown. But, you know, it was revealed there kind of how Rodgers and McCarthy would have a lot of closed-door meetings, which, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't hear about. Now we're hearing about Zadarius and all this, how it's an open conversation, what they're going to do on offense, what they're going to do on defense now. It's a completely different NFL. It's. I do wonder how long, and this is once again like I'm an old man, but it's like the way Mike, or sorry, the way Matt coaches this team. If say goes to shit sometime, sometime you know it never probably, will. Probably, never will. Yeah, it's probably gonna be like ten years from now until 20. it happens. But I feel like the way it's set up, you lose a team pretty quickly. I think if it goes to shit, because then it's like. Well, who do you point the finger out when stuff's going wrong when everyone's kind of involved? Because then it's like, okay, I'm the coach, I've got to take the reins again. You guys got to listen. And I'm not sure I where you're going, g-
2: going with this because, like I said, he said in his presser, you know, ultimately, you know, us us coaches, we put in the hours too, yep. watching film and and making a game plan, and ultimately, we're gonna go with what we think is best. So I'm not I'm not really sure where you're going
1: with that. But I'm saying, you know, what if what if the closed door, you know, if if Petten shuts Zedarius, say we're struggling. Say we're actually struggling. We're a losing team. The same thing happens. And Petton's like, hey, no, shut up. I'm the coach. Mm. You do what I say. It's a little different conversation. You know, like I said, if we're losing, and now, you know, everything's happy right now. But if that could be one little, you know, straw to break the camel's back and sure. then you lose a team. Yeah, Something that's it. Like that.
2: I think that is very um uh uh, a little extra, I think that's kind of maybe overthinking. You're it a little absolutely bit. right. That's all but, I ever. And do. I think we're a very, we're very far from that point. But uh, it's, it's a scary thought, and I don't like it. So mm. don't, don't bring it
1: up again. Thanks. Okay. okay, I won't, I won't. But I guess overall, looking at this, it's, fu- it's funny. What, <laughs> what if? Okay, best case scenario. Let's say we win the Super Bowl this year. Okay, cool. It would be funny. We might look back at these couple sound bites where Matt says, "Hey, we should press at the line." And Zadari saying, "Hey, we should simplify rushes." And then it's like, "Hey, what if the defense just turns around?" Because we do those two yep. simple, stupid things. Yeah, and
2: like, yeah, like he mentioned in in that answer where he's like, "Yeah, we watched the film, and you know, we're not we're not where we're at for 2019." It like the 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 narcissist in me like feels validated, where it's like, "Oh, they're just like us. Like they see that too." And it
1: and it it and is it's obvious. It is weird, and it's another thing where wow, I'm overthinking. But it is today's day and age these players you know once again 10 years ago twitter wasn't really a thing facebook wasn't really a thing and now now you got all these like i have an opinion and it's moving on to the players they're seeing what uh, you know our dumbasses are saying all the other fans on twitter and literally zadarius was like yeah i think preston's been dropping too far in coverage (laughs) and you know he flat out said we looked at the tape and we're not doing you know we're seeing the problems so they went and talked to pet and it's like you're kind of throwing your defensive coordinator on the A
2: little the bit. Bus. A little bit. The, yeah, I guess the more we're kind of talking about it, and the more we're looking into it, It is does kind of seem mm-hmm. like
1: Zedarius is like, hey, you know, <laughs> Mike is... Uh... Yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine for right now. And overall, we got to think of it too. It's, you know, maybe they are looking to the future and getting a different defensive coordinator. A little bit easier to cut bait now if you're kind of trashing the guy, mm-hmm. but we'll see. But yeah, that's it for Zoomed In. We will now have, is Kyle and... Idiot. I'm not. I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. All right. Is Kyle an idiot for the week? Kyle, wow. Good year. You are 26, 18, and 1 for your Packers trivia. Hell yeah. Much better than last year where it was just about flip beat. We had a lot less questions, I believe, because we didn't start until halfway through the year. Thank you. But hey, let's roll right into it. Let's do it. On Sunday, the Packers faced two different quarterbacks during the game. Who were the two quarterbacks that played the Packers the last time this happened against the Eagles? It was in 2010.
2: 2010. Jeez, man. Um, 2010. Oh, I got it. Okay. Mike Vick and Kevin Cobb. Very good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have,
1: I should not have given you the year. Maybe should have made you, you know, the year, squirm yeah. a bit. Because
2: I would have thought, Uh, yeah, I don't even, I think the year was a good clue because I got, I actually got Kevin Cobb first. I just remember. Yeah. I was like, I just, I don't know why, but (laughs) then I remember. And then I was like, it wasn't Foles. Like that was probably before his time. But then I remembered. We played him like just a few years in the playoffs.
1: And it was Nick Foles too. But yeah, it's weird because we, that was the
2: Tremont. Welcome to. Welcome to the spotlight. Well, game. the f-
1: I think it was week one or week two, the Eagles game. We knocked not Kevin Cobb out. I think Clay Matthews. That was his, his huge year. He had three sacks. Oh, I that's think, right. That game. But we knocked Kevin Cobb out. Oh, Mike, that's when the Eagles wore
2: those sweet uniforms too.
1: Yeah, those retros. I don't know why they don't do. Don't yeah. always wear those. But yeah, knock Cobb out. Mike Vick came in, and then we play him in the first round of the playoffs with Mike Vick. So we actually helped the Eagles that year by knocking Kevin Cobb out. But
2: yeah. God, the the human brain is so weird. Like. How did I just recall what uniforms they were wearing in 2010? And yet, yeah. I It's well What it's, did I have for breakfast yesterday, you know?
1: I don't eat breakfast. I agree. really I eat breakfast on weekends. It's It's like it's the it's, most important
2: Actually, you know, it's important. people say it's the most important meal of the day. I think that is like Big Pharma like lying <laughs> to us.
1: I'm Maybe. Sure. Like if I have breakfast now, you know, working from home, it's a piece of toast. But like it's How do you like operate? Uh, like I'm such well, a
2: crabby I, bitch if I don't have a.
1: I have lunch at like 11:30, so that's be, I don't really seems, need a breakfast. So you
2: don't eat for like? I guess that's like intermittent fasting. In yeah, a day.
1: exactly. That's that's the way I look at it. And, <laughs> you know, and then on the weekends, that's when break. You know, breakfast is an event. You got to make the eggs first. You cook True. the bacon. You cook the bacon, or you cook the eggs in the bacon grease. You get some Ooh, toast. Yes. Oh, Yes,
2: very crucial. Oh. Cooking the eggs in the bacon grease is top tier.
1: Yes, it, it's, it's a cheat code. Okay, perfect. And right that's all, breakfast talk. <laughs> that's breakfast talk for the week. All right, moving on. Good job, Kyle. One to know? Next one. Devontae Adams now has 13 touchdowns on the season, which I believe is like ninth all time for the Packers in a single season, something like that. He's tied. What two Aaron Rodgers-era receivers have scored more than 13 touchdowns in a season? Receivers. Wide receivers? Wide receivers.
2: I mean, Jordy has to be one of them.
1: Yep. Jordy did it twice. He had uh 15 and 14 touchdowns in different seasons. Once was in 2016, and once it was in 2011. And ooh, it's 13 is the cutoff. Um, 13. Yes, thir- it, 13 touchdowns is what Devonte had. Oh, so what's the question? So it's more than 13 touchdowns. Okay. In
2: season. Damn, because I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm. Actually I'm I'm like 100% sure Cobb had a 12 touchdown year but did he get to th- No I'm going to go so it's Jordy and
1: I guess I'm I guess I'll go Greg. Oh, I'm sorry Kyle, yeah, you're wrong. I I was wondering if you were going to do that. Greg Jennings Damn. was a great receiver for the Green Bay Packers, you know, kind of, you know. Jordy and who? Whatever now. You're not gonna like it, James Jones. Ooh. Oh, yeah, 2012, the very random ass uh, James Jones year. Be it he, was, he had like 700 receiving yards and 13 touchdowns. Four, he had 14 touchdowns. Damn yeah, all it. he did was catch touchdowns. Very, very strange season. You know, he had a early in his career, he had the weird drops, and then he had all the circus catches and yep. touchdowns.
2: That's like the fifth James Jones question this year, too.
1: Popped up, but hey, he was a good part of you know Packers' history. Absolutely. Always smiling. Never forget the preseason game against the Bengals when he got his helmet ripped off and scored for a touchdown. I was at that game. It was Rogers' first actual start. If you count preseason, wow. Yep. Fun stuff. Okay, moving you don't, on.
2: You don't count count preseason, by the way. No,
1: yeah, absolutely not. But it was cool. All right, one-on-one for the week so far. Kyle, this is your last question. I don't know if you know this. We were playing the Lions on Ooh. Sunday. Richard Rogers caught a Hail Mary the other day, and he also caught the one in Detroit. Aaron's first Hail Mary. Tell me who either of the two receivers were close to him in the end zone or the one who was close by watching in the end zone. So Richard Rodgers caught it. He had two guys on the Packers next to him who jumped up and tried to catch it, and one other receiver was in the end zone and just kind of watching. Devontae and Aberderis. Hmm, okay, this is, this is what we're going to do. So Devontae, you are right. The other one was uh, was James Jones. Abardaris
2: is on the field for that play.
1: Yep, but he is not close. He's so okay. So we're gonna. So Damn. I'm gonna ask you. Wasn't Aberderis, Who's the guy who was next? You know, not part of the play, but had you know the best view of anyone for the play. Cobb. Very good. Yes. Very good. Kind, yes! of, a, kind of a dumb question, but <clears throat> I'll, I'll. Pretty give it good. You there. Yeah. Well, because it was his. Uh, it was his
2: birthday. Rogers. Uh, does he have ago. a vintage moment? Dude, in dude that's I, such. Dude, <laughs> how that play does not get old.
1: You're such a curmudgeon. Because it, it's dating. It's dating the play. I don't just, just let it's so let good. the play
2: live. And then, once again, I, I've said it before, but one of the best parts of that play is before he throws Bill it. Sims. Bill Sims. it's going to get there. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're, wa- watch it again, you know, last week with Richard Rodgers. It's going to get there. Yeah. Well, very good, Kyle. You were two and one. Really that was weak. a
2: young Devontae, too. Yeah. that was, young.
1: That was hashtag cut Devontae <laughs> But okay. we don't talk about those times. Absolutely. I was
2: not by the way, I was not one of those people. Never ever. I I promise. I I would like to think I I own up to my takes, my bad takes and I, I can admit when I'm wrong, but I was not wrong about Devontae mm-hmm. Like yeah, he struggled and I was upset about it, but I was never like get this
1: guy off the field, cut him so. You were getting incredibly defensive on something I was not pressing. So now I'm starting to doubt <laughs> if you were
2: one of those guys,
1: <laughs> Kyle. That was that
2: was a lot. I was looking and like, I just, shock. No, I'm just thinking about all the people who were like that that I know and that are just that you we know, know. Yeah. that are just like, oh, best receiver in the league now. Which yes, that's true. But da, 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 I, I I you got some skeletons in your closet, buddy boy. Yep. Twitter and has receipts. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, Kyle. It is time for my Ooh, stump spank question. I already memorized it. Wow.
2: There are two offensive coaches on the Green Bay Packers who have put on a Green Bay Packers helmet in a professional capacity before. Somebody we've noted before on this podcast who's well-documented, Ravel Martin, is one of them. Who is the other?
1: I don't know why I can't think of his name right now, but I know um, our offensive line coach... um, I want to say Stepanak, but that's the Indiana that's guy. The, yeah, that's the actual player. Why can't I think? Yeah, you know this too. Mm. Finally, Adam Stenovich. Correct. I, I, yeah, do you, do you have the background on it? I know, I think he, he was, was on only the, around for a you, training I think camp. he was only on the practice squad, like the 06, 07... Uh, year so i wonder man i should look back i bet i've got his fucking autograph when he was on the team (laughs) no very little doubt in my mind that i probably have have his autograph
2: i yeah i would like i would like to confirm that but um another fun fact i i found while perusing his wikipedia page Mm -hmm. he's actually from marshfield wisconsin oh really yeah so that that makes me and like with how well how good the offensive line is this year it makes me think that he's going to be in some. He, he's going to be getting a payday soon from around the league. But it makes me think that, like, I, I don't know, know. This is dumb fan brain, but, it like, is. you know, Marshfield, Wisconsin, he probably grew up a Packers fan. This is probably his dream freaking job, unless, you know, maybe like an old coordinator or actually head coach. But, like, I don't know. It just makes me think that, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll, Stevanich, Step, what is, is it? it? Adam Stenovich? Stenovich. Yep. We'll stick around for some years.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean,. It is positional coaches are weird. We had James Campen for the longest time, who is also actually a former Packer. Man, that'd have been a good question. Our last two offensive line coaches were both former Packers. Hmm. Uh, but James Campen was a great offensive line coach for the you know longest time. He was with us for at least a decade, and we've talked about you know Rodgers has always had a good offensive line. James Campen was a good you know reason was a big reason for that and he was with the browns last year and the chargers this year but he was never in any type of discussion to get moved up it's it's weird how you say that about adam stanovich but then you also look back at like who the assistant coaches we've had that have had those kind of calls and it was like winston <laughs> which is just still ridiculous to look back on yeah but yeah th- hey that's pretty good nice to have you know a lot of good good coaches we've talked to him talked to him up a lot this year i don't know what else i'm going to say but hey We'll just cruise on forward for a preview of the Lions game. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, looking, looking forward. Hey, the Packers play the Lions on Sunday at Detroit at three twenty-five. Fox. It's uh, Adam yeah. Adam Ammon or something is the play-by-play guy and uh, Adam. Adam. Mar- Mark Schlereth, yeah, it's like their oh, C really? squad. Cool. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, Mark
2: it's, Schlereth is. Blech.
1: I'm I kinda wanna see. I haven't watched a Packer game with him as the as the guy. I don't think I we I guess per- I haven't either. Yeah, it's his first year, so I'm kinda curious. I didn't mind him on actually, ESPN. He,
2: he actually might have done a Packers Lions game before. Maybe. I guess I was it um, could have been it, it actually could have been in that uh that thirty one zero embarrassment at Lambeau a couple years ago. No, that was McAfee actually.
1: Wow. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think I don't think he's been doing it anyways, I think this is his first year doing it. Stupid yeah. tangent. Moving on. Yeah, the Lions suck. Matt Stafford, he's throwing, he's completing 63% of his passes, 21 touchdowns, nine picks. Uh Swift, the rookie who's had a pretty good year, I believe he's out, he's hurt. So AP, what do you know, we're going against him again with his amazing back-to-back
2: two touchdown games, which actually that they're coming off in a hilarious win against the Bears. Yeah. And my theory is proving to be true is undefeated this year that Teams who fire their coach yep. are undefeated in the following game. So, thankfully, Matt Patricia got axed, you know, last week instead yep. of this week because then we'd be in
1: big trouble. That's a good point. At least we got a little bit of tape on him, and I agree with you. I've always said that, too. I, I only put in a couple bets, you know, throughout the year, and I did. Take the Lions, which was a nice little <laughs> coverlet. What a sweat! Yep. Uh, but yeah, AP with his amazing three point seven yards per carry. Marvin Jones is their <laughs> leading receiver, six hundred nineteen yards, six touchdowns. TJ Hawkinson looking like a pretty good tight end after yep. his rookie year, kind of up and down. A guy that a lot of you know Packer fans wanted, but pff, we got, give me we, give me Tunyon. We got Tunyon. Yeah, he's got six hundred nineteen yards, or sorry, six hundred fourteen yards and five touchdowns on the season. The Lions on offense, I mean, they're not a very good team. Overall, they're 19th in points, 29th for rushing yards and 12th in passing yards. Mm -hmm. Their defense is terrible, which is what, you know, uh, Patricia was supposed to bring. They are 31st, only once again, Mike McCarthy's Dallas Cowboys are worse than them. They're giving up 29.8 points per game. They have the 26th ranked pass defense and the 28th ranked run defense. So not a good team overall. Kyle, I don't know if you know this. Did you know last year we didn't lead at all, but we still beat the last Zero Lions seconds.
2: Zero seconds, but we're
1: 2-0. Pretty, pretty cool. It's, it's one of those things where the Packers aren't going to lose this game. They're just not going to lose this <laughs> game. But it's the Lions. And the Lions, as of the last they always three or do four some years, weird
2: shit in Ford Field against the Packers. Yeah. Some real weird shit.
1: Rodgers had that terrible Thanksgiving game where he had that concussion, I oh, believe, yep. a while back. You know, Matt Flynn and that, that was, we got absolutely shit on. I think that was the 2013 year. But it's something, we had that streak where I think it was 19 years we didn't lose a single game at Lambeau against the Lions. And since we did, once that snapped, we're. We're always in these weird games with, yep. with the Lions. Even last year, you know, week seventeen, that was that was scary. That's when remember I pulled the rumplement shots out. Mm. So that we had the good good juju. David going freaking Blau. <sighs> oh, I forgot Blau. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I forgot I forgot <laughs> about that. And but Crosby, you know, redeemed himself in that game. But Kyle, I don't. How how are you feeling about this game? It's the Lions. We're not gonna lose, right? Are we gonna Are we gonna win this game? How are you yes, feeling? we
2: are going to win. We are going to win handsomely. It's going to be... (laughs) I was like, okay.
1: I (laughs) thought that was going to be it for a second. It's going to
2: be (laughs) 35 to 14. Good, guys.
1: Wow. Okay, this is very exciting. Kyle, I'm going to say my prediction. I have a much different score. 35... to seventeen. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you. So you you can't talk too much shit about Petten. You're you believe in him, huh? If only fourteen points yeah. against this amazing Lions. Yeah. Yeah.
2: God, God, you know
1: Stafford's good for like two touchdowns in garbage time. You just know it. Yeah. Th- we might. I assume at one point there's going to be another two minutes of. Oh, is this going to be a football game? <laughs> Ho- once again, hopefully we get out to an early lead and we can coast from there and keep our happy mindset going. But. God, I really, and especially now too. Do what? Do we want to talk about the NFC North briefly here? The Vikings, Bears are dead. Bear, Bears were, you know, what five game winning. They they were five and one, and they're on a five game losing streak since then. Hmm. They're dead. They are kaput. the Pathetic Vikings. For the Vikings, us. though, fuck man. if if I believe if the season was over right now, we would play the Minnesota Vikings first round of the playoffs. Yep. Kind of that nightmare scenario we talked about last year. I really hope that doesn't happen. Yeah.
2: Um. I wouldn't. I mean, I I'm not scared of them but right. yeah I would I would much rather prefer getting the one seed getting a buy getting a buy wow puberty is hitting me hard yeah um yeah I I, I still don't I'm I, I don't know the vikes I mean they still have Kirk cousins quarterbacking them so it's like how do they strike fear into anyone
1: I'm glad you brought I I had watching the because the Viking game was on before the Packer game this week watching that game I was like what is it with Kirk cousins you know early on in the year I think you know in two ga- in two games combined, he had like twenty attempts or something, like twenty five attempts. It's something with Kirk Cousins where it's like NBA Jam. Have you ever played NBA Jam? Of course. Okay. Boom Shakalaka. There you go. Wow. Yeah. All all these different games where you build up some type of turbo. It's like Kirk Cousins. He takes like. Three to four games to build up his turbo, <laughs> and then he uses it, and he's got like spends it all. <laughs> two games where he's awesome, and then he comes back down, and he's got to build up the turbo. <laughs> yeah. game. So hopefully, now Not they bad. hit that. I think they're playing like the Chiefs and Saints. They still no, have No, they play, play this the Bucs this week, so go, go
2: Buccaneers, yeah. which kind of sucks to say, but. Yeah. Go Bucks.
1: I mean pretty much now it's like hoping for the Saints to lose and everything else. Yeah, cuz we'll yeah, see.
2: all all the Saints need to do is lose lose one and we have the tie break so mm-hmm. go it's, Saints opponents.
1: And it's good looking good for us cuz yeah, we have all we have, you know, looking outside of this, it's the Lions, Panthers, Titans, Bears. Yeah, Titans is... T- Titans look suspect last week. Panthers don't look very good either. Panthers. We might lose the Panthers game just because that defense might give us fits.
2: But and McCaffrey's coming back too. Oof,
1: yeah. See that, that'll be our last test. Hopefully the Titans kind of Titans are gonna have to come to Lambeau too, so we'll have to see about that. But Kyle, mm-hmm. what is your bold prediction of the game? Much more importantly.
2: I you know, we talk a lot about stacking success. Ooh. And so I think Kiki is gonna stack success. And I just think he replicates his two sack game. Boom. Uh, okay. Two sacks.
1: Finally, yeah. Kiki, Do You Love Me, right? One of the most overrated artists out there sings that song. He's a singer. All right. My bold prediction, a guy who, I don't know if you guys know this. I love him. I have Malik Taylor having a touchdown. I know we repeat sometimes, but it's like EQ's got the concussion. Sternberger's got the concussion. Wait, EQ has a concussion? I believe so, yeah. I think they added that late, yeah. Oh, yeah, so we'll yeah, have to see. I'm still. It would be nice to see Reggie Bagleton called up for a game again. Is
2: he still in the practice squad? Yeah, hmm. yeah. Poor Reggie. No, it's
1: Tavon time, baby. Oh yeah, Tavon. Tavon. Oh yeah, that's right. We're gonna have Tavon. to. Yeah.
2: Is it Tavon or Tavon?
1: You know what? I so people were saying that too. I I'm gonna reach I think out it's to Tavon. Shit. I'm gonna reach out to Brett Good after this and see if we can get him on next week. Because I that's Ooh. that's gonna be the opening question. Hey, there's been a lot of talk this year about last names. Is it good or good? <laughs> I don't know. I've I've heard both now at this point. But Kyle, what people
2: have called him Brett Good.
1: I saw someone say that. Oh, there was some um I believe a different podcast was talking about uh, trying to get hunter bradley to the pro bowl and they referenced brett good and i'm like Ew. one you said his name wrong i think and two hunter bradley fucking sucks oh geez. sorry uh, i kind of want to bleep that that's mean but he's not very he, we drafted a long
0: time oh, we and never he's even very talked
2: about stemper. special teams but i don't want... i forgot to get this take off jk scott is not it experiment <laughs> over yeah like, it's tough to do it mid-season and to we move can't. on from him. you can't you can't but this should be the last year as
1: a green bay packer he is just not it he can't punt in the cold
2: it'll you be can't
0: do
1: that as a green bay Packer. it'll be another test can't have that for goody last year it was jimmy graham like are you gonna move on for a mistake this year it's gonna be like okay are we gonna move on from hunter bradley and jk scott who you took in the same draft and neither of them have really performed Fifth well round at all pick on a punter yeah yeah shout out bj sanders the mike sherman terrible terrible pick i think mike mike uh sherman oh god this is a great tangent so uh mike holmgren he left the packers for the seahawks Mm. because he wanted to be the coach and the gm the ron wolf was like no you cannot be the coach and the gm (laughs) so he leaves reasonable we bring in ray Rhodes. the one year we go eight and eight fire him bring in mike sherman and guess what we give him the coach and gm role for no fucking reason and then one of those he took like amon carroll and bj sanders and it's like One of the worst moves that the Packers' front office has done. That is, but he took a puncher in the third round. So at least we can, we can, you know, point and laugh at that more than JK Scott. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, BJ Sanders. Damn. Okay. That's a nice little, you know, you know, little little roller coaster there. Roller coaster. But back up. Hey, guys, if you please want to leave a five star review, this is a podcast. If you leave a review, hey, maybe more people will find it. You know, it'll take you two seconds here. Pause it. Okay. Now hit play again. Okay, now scroll down to the bottom. Yeah, you didn't have to pause and play, but I made you do it anyways. Mm-hmm. Now go over. Oh, five stars. You did it. Boom. Hey, you want to little... Type some words too. Yeah. It's you right there. The, leave a review. Type some words. I do not care what you say, but if you say something funny or at all, I will read it on the podcast next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, if you leave a review, take a screenshot of it. You can DM it to us on Twitter, and PMP Pod, sorry, oof, Twitter, PMP Pod, or email it to us at uh, pmppodcast at gmail.com. And we will send you a free koozie. No reviews this week but hey, once again I'll bring it up. If you have a Twitter account, follow us on Twitter, find the tweet which I know it shouldn't take you too long to scroll down because we are giving away a signed Mercedes Lewis jersey. All you have to do is follow us, retweet that tweet and favorite it and you'll be entered to win. Hopefully yeah, it'll happen the, pretty
2: soon. Looking at the jersey right now actually, it's very nice. Yeah, it's it's nice. Big Dog. I wish you would have put like a little like Big Dog on there but yeah, you know, I can see number 89 and Oh, man. That's how you know it's
1: legit. Good. Yeah. He did sign it's with beautiful. his number as well. Do
2: you have like... Oh, never mind. We'll
1: talk about it later. Yeah. Verification that it's actually signed from... That's what was going to be my question, but I didn't want to like... It's it's legit. I didn't get sent any verification, but I wanted off some stupid uh, game. Sounds stupid. Yeah, well... Wasn't it for like charity or something? I think so, but you never know. Gosh. Type of I don't know. We're you're all... such a boomer. Thank you. But moving on, <laughs> Kyle. What a great little, little end there, Kyle. I... Do not have anything else.
2: Ooh. Nine and three. It's uh it's a good time to be a Packers fan. Go Saints opponents, go Buccaneers. Let's get the one seed. Let's uh, let's get home field advantage.
1: Yeah, let's everyone stay positive. Everything's right in the world now. Once again, it's still preseason. Let's stay optimistic. See what happens in the playoffs, and then we can start to worry. Right now mm-hmm. everything's warm and fuzzy. Yes. So that's all I have. Kyle, do you have anything else? <laughs> I do not. Well, with that, Kyle, you know what? Why don't, why don't you send us Ooh, up? Let's, let's us reverse out. Let's reverse it on this one since you're more familiar.
2: My uh, my good friend, Ty Akil, uh, he owns the rights to his own music. So, I mean, if he sues me, he's, you know. A bad friend. A, a bad friend. <laughs> so, uh, Ty Akil, please do not sue us.
1: Go
3: Pack Go. Ay, ay. I feel too good. I can't sweat no, bitch. Roll up that kush like it's medicine. You switched your side, you ain't relevant Don't give a fuck like I'm celibate Life too fast, I'm too gassed, I'm more narrow. I'm always too good when I'm on my own House of dysfunction, can't call that home Better without you, that's all I know With my family, why you hit me up? Thought you can't stand me Need a million and I need a Grammy No time for a bitch that don't understand me My left me, I'm My bitches left me, I'm faded Really, I think you just I think you did me a favor hey, hey, And I can't change it hey, hey, I just gotta face it hey, I just gotta face it All I know, my life is still amazing My bitches left me, I'm My bitches left me, I'm faded I think you just I think you did me nah, I was just on My future is all worked out, so I ain't gonna like sweat no shit in the, in the past Too persistent, too resilient, been consistent, how I'm switching Love the feeling with my fingers itching, now the feelings that we share distant Hate to say that I still miss it, but a real nigga gon' deal with it If we both hurt, nigga, who it? 2020 got a new vision My bitches left me, I'm My bitches left me, I'm My bitches left me, I'm, my left me, I'm faded Really, I think you just, I think you did me